welcome back, guys. We are very excited to start another episode for y'all. Um, we have some other plans in the making, but uh, this week we are going to try to stay on topic. Yes, we uh, are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, Brian and I's little camping excursion. Cola should have came. First, okay, so let me we tell y'all very, something. Big plans very it quickly. was a very quick, <laughs> quick thing for them, but that's okay because I feel like that's our life. We do things on the fly. But, and she's like, but you could come up. I'm like, mm, well, no, because mm. we were going to actually tell you, but I said she's working. <laughs> but the thing was how it actually, it wasn't, that's the thing with Brian. It wasn't even a plan. Like, Brian got home early, and I was home. I don't know I was home early. Mm-hmm. Probably house stuff. And he's like, you're stressed. He's like, you're just, all you think about is, like, you know, all our plans. He's like, you're just so stressed. He's like, mm-hmm. we just need to get out of here. Yeah. And I was like, what do you want to do? And I was so tired, and I hadn't even showered. I was like, what do you want to do? And yeah. he's just like, let's just go primitive. Let's just go. And that's how we so are. Best. I said, well, I'm going to jump in the shower. And he started packing. And I think it was like 22 minutes later, yeah. you came down. Like, yeah. that was how fast it happened. Yeah. And the only reason we were going is because it was it was going to rain that night. That's why we were going there to get a spot, try to beat the rain so that we could set up a tarp. And we did. Because if you go when it's nice, people take, you know, the, yeah. it's primitive. You get what you get. You get what you get. But I love um, those kind of camping. But that, oops, that how... Lord Lena, that is um, that is how we tend to do things. Mm-hmm. So, oh, thank you. Yes, I need that. I have coasters for days. I love a good coaster. Oh, that is so funny. Oh, there we go. But yeah, so you know, it was it was really it was what we needed at the time. Decompressing, mm-hmm. even the rain was great. It ended yeah. up being really, really good. Yeah. So we're gonna do it again. Yeah, I I have to go camping every. Listen, I'm. You know, I think we've discussed this. I'm a hedge witch. I love nature. <laughs> we discovered that here on the and, podcast. Yes, we did. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie to you. Nature's been like, hi. Mm-hmm. It's um, summer here. Um, and I haven't felt your naked feet on my soil. Like, I've been pulling cards. I've been mm-hmm. pulling cards that's been saying, hey, nature, nature, nature. And I'm like, I'm coming. I was feeling So that, I tried yeah. to do it outside, but it's like, no, like... I need you to be in your bathing suit just chilling in the river with a drink. I oh, need, yeah, that was some It's good like, shit. I need you to be by a campfire, just burp. Like, I literally throw <laughs> smudge sticks. Ooh, I, I, what I, a good idea. I break up smudge, like, bundles, and mm-hmm. I throw it into the fire. My friends just be like, oh, my God, why'd you just throw into the fire? It smells so good. I go, I know. Cleansing Bless. the forest. I be cleansing my friends <laughs> low-key, and they love it. Oh, my, like, oh my God, that smells good. That smells like pine. Oh, it oh, does? nice. Did you see my little pentagram I made for in the fire yeah I did I was very I did a couple little 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 rituals I didn't make anything big about them but I, I was know like, I feel like that's, nice. that's what it like nature's like hey you need to I go camping just like Lena with my friends like multiple times per summer and I, I didn't realize I was doing little fire rituals I was doing mm-hmm. little water rituals like I would go and I just like pick the water up and I wasn't realizing that me closing my eyes and like Mm -hmm. praying and saying thank you and like was me doing Mm -hmm. that I would sometimes burn my crystals and cleanse them yeah in running water like that yeah Mm -hmm. we gotta we gotta go back there I know I was thinking this morning I I was trying to ground myself should go there for fourth of July and I was like can my neighbors come it's hard to get in it's I mean yeah but so this is the trick we're gonna we're gonna go up there to Thursday before. Yeah, that's kind of how you have to do it. And stake the spot that, because you're coming, that we want. Mm-hmm. And then anybody that has to go to work on Friday 
or so come up set up and then y'all can leave yeah. but me and my friend abby were staying yeah no that i mean that's how i think that's how a lot of people do it they yeah. like kind of you know they stake out their spot and then yeah yeah i need i need my feet i needed my feet in mm -hmm. some dirt my feet in some water mm -hmm. and we just talked about because you just saw the enormous stone mm -hmm. in my house yeah <laughs> because brian who uh who's a wizard who doesn't know mm -hmm. it or fights it because i'm like we're always like you know you're a witch right he does nothing but collect sticks and rocks and, and feathers rock, yeah. and and like you know this means this it's like yeah you're yeah. just a cajun witch yeah. so we were he's we were like in, i'm not I'm like, mm -hmm. he's like he's not yeah i'm like sure <laughs> so we were in the water and he's like ooh, <laughs> he's like that one mm -hmm. and i won't even call it a stone or a rock it's literally a tiny boulder and he had to dig it out like he had to really work for this rock and i, I he thinks it's about 35 pounds mm -hmm. and he holds it up over the water and he's like this is the rock for the house. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, wizard, Brian, you just totally performed a ritual there and then blessed that rock and it's a exactly. house rock and it's and now it's in my living room waiting to go to its new house. Exactly. And what did I do today? Like You I, pointed it right out. You're I, like, we're bringing that one. And I was we're like, bringing that that's one. Brian's rock. Yeah. I don't know. We got to ask him. But uh, like We're bringing that one to the house. And then what other plant in here can we leave in the house? Yeah, I still got to feel that out. I'm not sure. Yeah. I think maybe the aloe. I think the mm -hmm. aloe is a very good... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. We have so many to choose from. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, yeah. But oh, so, so sorry. <laughs> wow, I love what we did. We yeah, we get this is we get talking and not totally off topic. But um, and um, I I I would love to literally just be like, yeah, let's just go. Let's even if we go, I don't know. Well, soon you know, we'll have an acre to play on. Oh my so. god, I know. <laughs> Lena's gonna come home, and I'm just having a tent pitched in her backyard. I just pit. Yeah, I just picture like this whole gypsy like troop in my backyard and she's like me and my friend are just gonna hang out on your acre i'll be like okay just don't, burn, hang out. don't burn okay. anything down all right um, you can fire you know <laughs> literally cola's gonna just pull up a caravan like, yeah um we live here now too i'm trying to grow sage uh, i can't we... wait to grow stuff on the acre because i really I do want to just like for your garden things can grow i know i know i know i'm really like the greenery itself like i know it's like Trying to get too ahead of myself, like I said, I getting in there, you know, getting it ready, getting it ready for winter. Like, mm -hmm. there's so many things I have to, like, do, but then it's like, yeah, looking in the future, like, my five-year plan is yeah. like, oh. It's like next year turning that soil over for the very yeah. first time and just, like, blessing it and getting it ready for what we need. Like, just yep. sticking our fingers in that soil and just saying, listen, this is the purpose. It's going to be a good acre. It's going to be a good acre. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so, so we do have <laughs> we do have topics today. Um, mm -hmm. So mine is a little bit um, I don't know, kind of a what's the word I'm looking for? A plug for myself, like I'm plugging myself. So Brian and I make uh, we make wands, we make magic wands, we sell them on Etsy. Mm -hmm. um, and so my topic today was going to be about wands because as much as I love to talk about rocks and herbs and crystals mm -hmm. and fun. Um, uh, we I do like to try to figure out like you know the, the practice too. So mm -hmm. wands are not everyone's tool to use in their practice, but they are beautiful. And I, I like you know like anything else, you're just focusing your energy on it. Turns out there's a lot of background on magic wands, um, mm -hmm. way more than I could again. Just kind of like the crossroads there, but I think I am going to make this a part one and a part two because I think it's all really important. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be my wands part one. Yes, my topic today is going to be on the Egyptian blue lotus. Um, and so it's 
connected to several topics that will come for me and also it's um, a clarification of something too that I want to talk about as well is connected to it um, but we're going to be talking about the Egyptian Blue Lotus and kind of the metaphysical and healing properties and ritual properties mm -hmm. that it has and why it is literally still only grown in Egypt. Yeah, I found that really interesting and then you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds beautiful. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I can't sure wait for us to get yeah, it. Yeah, we got to find Oh, boy. Oh, I ordered <laughs> some. Oh, you I ordered some for oh us. My goodness, mm -hmm. you're so great, great. I love it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think um, this week I'll do a tarot reading, which I mm -hmm. haven't done in a while. I was told, so I'm going to go ahead and do that. Yeah. So, do you feel? Do you feel your topic is very heavy? No, my topic is very light, and I am trying to find my Dropbox. So I know, I keep forgetting to bring my laptop over. I want to, like, I wanted to look up things while you say them, like, look up pictures and everything, but I do, um, yeah, that sounds really pretty. <laughs> and, of course, I'm going to use one of my own wands <laughs> for my, for the Insta. I'll definitely oh post God, some of yeah. those, because, or the, and the wizard's power wand, oh, it's, like we're just saying, it's, like, I don't, I can't yeah. sell it. So no, and it, you know what? The minute you showed me that one, I said, that's a wizard one. That's yeah. Brian's one. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm like, you're such a fucking wizard, <laughs> Like, he, and, I know. And, and I feel like because people have labeled and given such negative connotations well, to the word yeah, witch, witch and wizard, yeah. right? People are like, or make it silly. Or make I mean? it silly, right? Let me tell you something. I choose to claim and use the word witch for myself. And when I came out the broom closet, I'm slowly coming out the broom closet to, you know, friends and family. Um, my sister was like, you know, I wish, I just wish you didn't, wouldn't use the word because of the negative connotations. And I said to her, but that's because you were taught mm -hmm. that. But who were the witches? The wise women, the medicine women, mm -hmm. the women who were the ones that would help you through childbirth, the women you'd go to when you were sick. And well, they have no problem with the word doula. Exactly. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, there's other words they use that or but, titles, and they're like, oh, you know, they, yeah. they don't have that negative. But they had to go to those titles, mm -hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Herbalist. Yeah. They had to switch the titles because of the negative connotations. And I'm okay with that, right? It's, oh, it's my apothecary. Yes, mm -hmm. it's my witch closet. <laughs> this brings us, uh, oh, and, and on that note, it that brings note. us to the blue lotus, blue lotus flower of intuitive ascension. Right? Mm -hmm. So some of the hallmarks of this flower is the dried petals can be made into a pain relieving massaging oil. Has been shown to have antiseptic effects or anesthetic anesthetic like anesthesia right so anesthetic effects oh, really yeah ingested or topical does it say so well both because oh. if you could use it as a massaging oil oh, and we true, can right. smoke it and then you could also ingest it in tea so it can be pulled can be a potent remedy for um stuck feeling depression and anxiety so that's the smoking part of it Enhances libido and considered as an aphrodisiac 
that's the drinking and smoking. Blue Lotus Flower are both sedatives and stimulating. Okay. <laughs> and can be smoked or burnt to encourage lucid dreaming and muscular relaxation. So this is something too that I think dried, you could put it into a nice smudge stick. You could put it in incense, but this is one of those um, tinctures. Um, we can also crush it up and sprinkle a little bit of this. And and smoke, yeah, and smoke I'm curious it. how. Yeah, you have to let me know how that goes. I wonder how to. Smell. Oh, you mean you're not gonna be here with me? No, I, I don't smoke. You don't smoke. <laughs> you know that. Let Brian. <laughs> I mean, you guys can try it and let me know. It's a little in the grinder. Yeah. <laughs> I'll drink it. I'll rub it on my yeah, body. I'm gonna I make just, tea yeah. with it. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm a hundred percent making tea with it, and a hundred percent making a little bit of a tincture. So the only thing I need to get is the uh, alcohol to make the tincture. What do you think you're gonna use as a base? Because like I said, I have the my tincture that I made. Yeah. So here's the thing: dark liquor. I, it doesn't really sit well with my stomach. So oh, I was so like thinking a clear. a clear liquor is something I would need to use for mine. Gin sits well with me, but I, can we use gin as a tincture base? As long as it's 100 or because, No, I think it has to be 80% alcohol or higher. Okay. So, I mean, if you just get pure... I have Jamaican rum. Where? My dad brought mm. Jamaican really? rum. Really? The rum doesn't bother you? We said the dark liquor's no, like whiskey. No, white rum. Oh, I oh. didn't show you that I have Jamaican 100 proof white rum? No, you did not show me. Yeah, or man. share it with me. And I have... Tea. No, it's you know, fine. I shouldn't, I shouldn't I mean, drink. It is... I don't know what time it is. It's early. <laughs> Are you fat? It really is. You're fat. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, now we're going to... I can't believe I didn't show you this. can't believe you didn't show me either. You were still mad I went camping. <laughs> but where did all the rum go? <laughs> Oh, okay. I wonder what the notes. I mean, is it? Are you going to talk about what the notes of the Blue Lotus, uh, like either the scent or the flavor? Does it have a comparison? Oh, this is only sixty-three percent alcohol. The, well, they cut down on it. White. But the okay. gin is guaranteed. I love it. Guaranteed full strength. But oh, that's nice. Yeah, I have my birthday present. Okay. Just, just my oh own? yeah, it is only sixty-three percent alcohol. That is odd. That is odd. Because it literally is a hundred used to be a hundred percent and then they started you know what it is? They started exporting it to America. I wonder yeah, if they had to change and they had to change it. Something. Can I is it open already? Oh it is. Yeah, yeah. Smell it. Okay. Oh, that's very light. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I well, you don't like dark liquor. It used but to I, be super heavier. Like a syrupy, more syrupy? Thing? No, heavy. Like you'd open it be like, oh, whoa. Because you could use it, we used to use that as a, um, my tea came though, so I can get some flavor in it. Um, I love, I, I do like dark liquors, but yeah. um, I think one of my favorite rums is the Kraken. It's a dark I love caramel. I love dark rum. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. This is, um, okay. So the Blue Lotus. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Continue. Okay. Oh. So, I love it. <laughs> yes, there it is. Mm. A little bit strong. So, Blue Lotus, or the Latin name for it is Nympha Cariule. So, yeah, okay. Let me spell it out for y'all. It's like nymph? Like nymph. Nymph. Okay. A-E-A -E -A at the end. And then 
C-A-E-R-U-L-E-A. Probably. Coolia? I'm not seeing, I don't see it, but I'm guessing. Yeah. Nymphi Coolia? Cariula. Hmm, Something like that. It's, it's a beautiful Latin. water-dwelling flower with a mild psychoactive properties. Sacred to the ancient Egyptians, depictions of blue lotus flowers are ubiquitous in Egyptian art. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, I've seen that before. I didn't the, know they were blue, though. I thought they were you know, yeah. just lotuses. <laughs> <laughs> the alluring to our modern imaginations and with further investigation, blue lotus is rarely used in Western herbalism as it is not currently a well-understood plant, nor is it native to or abundant in North America. Okay. Right, so the etymology and, botan and botany. So blue lotus is a tropical aquatic plant in the water lily family that features day blooming light blue flowers which sits on the water surface long petioles connect the visibly leaves with deep underwater rhizomes okay so the star-shaped flowers typically bloom for three to five days moving with the sun and closing at night oh that's cool okay so ancient Egyptians noticed the solar attunement and believed the flower's golden center to be where the sun god Ra emerged. Okay, from I right, look. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see one in real life. I know, like a real. And it's surprising that I mean, unless it just hasn't been imported, but like we have lotus, we yeah. have tons of wetlands, and it's just that it does. It's not. I don't think it's hot enough here, consistently. Oh, so like, yeah, it, yeah, because it blooms for three to five days and it opens up to the sun and then closes at night maybe our winters would kill it yeah. yeah um so it says all parts of the blue lotus plant the flowers the leaves the rhizomes and the petals um can be used medicinally so traditionally it's used um so once naturally abundant and extensively cultivated in temple lakes and along the nile river blue lotus was a highly revered and sought after crop it was export Sported throughout the Mediterranean, Greece, and the Middle East, Tibet, and as far as the Alexandrian Empire extended. So right. I could see it growing in that That's area. That's temperate zone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. While it's uh, while it's rare to find this flower growing along the Nile now, it is native to northern and central Africa, ancient Egypt. Temples and monuments are a testament to how well loved the emblematic flower is. You said that right. Mm -hmm. Was there um was to their culture. So the blue lotus can be seen embossed on everything from thrones to calcite, drinking chalices to papyruses. The herb was used ceremonially, but also made into cosmetics and perfumes. Oh, so mm. it must have some nice notes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So embedded as a tea or elixir and simply inhaled for its relaxing, intoxicating fragrance. The flower and buds were often used recreationally as well for their narcotic and aphrodisiac effects. I wonder, there's this tea called the Tea of the Gods. Mm -hmm. I know they use marijuana, and I know they used, and I'm wondering if the lotus mm -hmm. is, the, is the poppy marijuana. Whoa. And I'm wondering if the lotus was the other that plant just used. Because they found them, <laughs> they would find them in jars. Like yeah. they'd find the remnants of the concoction in jars. 
and it was a tea. Didn't it, it's either a tea or a tincture, but it's supposed to, it puts you in a deep yeah like between the poppy and but the... it's kind of like ayahuasca. It was it's like oh. it was rated on the same level as ayahuasca. That's why they call it like the maybe like a meditation the, tea of the really gods. Yeah, a, I could definitely see it. So I wonder Shoot. if that was part an element to it, the blue lotus, because I know they said ma- marijuana. They know that any I don't know if it's any or a particular kind, but <laughs> definitely that. Um, poppy. They won't look it up. Tea of the gods. They, but that's the thing. They don't know that third. Oh, they don't know what the element is. So I'm is. wondering if the lotus, the blue lotus, because I don't think the um, regular lotus is of the same properties. I don't know enough about it. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I just know they're pretty. So, but it does have narcotic and aphrodisiac effects. Okay. Tradition, uh, so spiritual history. So in addition to being the birthplace of the sun god Ra, this herb comes to be associated with the afterlife and rebirth in Egyptian culture, and specifically Osiris, which is right there. Hey, dude. Um, with the Osiris myth. And he's brought back to life by the assistance of his sister wife, Isis, mm-hmm. who... He's right over there. <laughs> but that is Isis and Cleopatra, because I... Cleopatra reclaimed herself as Isis reborn. I'm going to trust you on that. Don't know enough about okay. it. Okay. That's all right. Topics for the future. Yes. Um, Osiris became symbol of life after death and rebirth through the legacy of Egyptian royalty. Thus, this herb was also considered to be the symbol of royalty and rulers and indeed, many royal accoutrement feature depictions of the flower. King Tutankhamun's mummy was found covered with dried blue lotus flowers when exhumed hundreds of years. Oh, later. that's cool. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lotus itself is kind of the the flower of rebirth, like we mm-hmm. talked about. And you so, know. Oya, the African Arisha of, mm-hmm. of change... She one of her roles as an Orisha is she stands, um, she's the guardian of the cemetery, right? right. Mm-hmm. And so she welcomes the dead to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And she also like um, grants permission from the dead if they need to come through. So right. she's. she's a- She's a keeper of the, keeper. the gate. Yeah, she's yeah. Like a gatekeeper of, yes. Yeah. Because that's kind of the area, that veil between life and death, and she is the go-between. Right. Yeah. I remember that. All right, so this blue lotus is very, okay. And I can see it being for royalty, too, because the Egyptians mm-hmm. loved um, the greens and blues. Mm-hmm. I know they wore them heavy with makeup. I mean, they considered those really protective colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if they used those in dyes or anything for the color blue. Yeah. Okay, so herbal indications for the blue lotus. So blue lotus is bitter and and aromatic and warm energetically. Okay, so that's kind of like the notes. In modern Western herbalism, it is considered a sedative, um, a febrifuge, aphrodisiac, antidepressant, antioxidant, anticonvulsant, and anti-inflammatory herb. God damn. Okay. Okay, there's a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It has been successfully used to purify the blood, treat tuberculosis, expel worm and parasites, relieve 
edema, enhance libido, and treat erectile dysfunction. Well, if it's an aphrodisiac, that mm -hmm. makes sense. Improve lactation, alleviate anxiety and depression, and staunch internal bleeding and balance blood sugar levels. Mm. So that will be a good tincture, right? I think so. Mm -hmm. So blue lotus has a particular affinity for the kidneys, heart, and nervous system. So it would be a good tincture in, in addition. So if you're trying to make tinctures for specific Right, I would almost add a would, drop or two, two to other things to enhance it, maybe. But would you do a, so if you're making like a, so say you want to do a tincture that helps with the reduction of blood sugar, to balance your blood sugar. If you know like there are other herbs that would assist Yeah, I was going to say make a tincture of a few things. Yeah, specifically, okay. Because what did I, I feel like I just did a topic that, mm -hmm. or was it the nettle that, yeah. Also regulates the blood. Like it's like that. Would so be you'd mixed do with it. you'd you'd mix do mm -hmm. a singing nettle, um, blue lotus, lotus tincture. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. All right. So the blue lotus is particular has a particular affinity for the kidney, heart, and the nervous system. All right. Mm -hmm. So it's good for mm -hmm. that. So for weekly dose of wellness, receive. Okay. What am I saying? So the blue lotus flower is the most commonly used part of are both sedative and stimulant. So the flower, creating a relaxed, open sensation while also pleasantly energizing the body and mind. This is due to two predominantly active constituents, the alkaloids and the nusifrin and aprofin. Nusifrin affects nusifrin acts as a dopamine receptor blocker, while aprofin function as a dopamine agonist that activates dopamine receptors essentially wow. the opposite effect of nusifrin creating a happy uplifted and euphoric feeling these effects are likely why blue lotus is also considered an aphrodisia oh so like it literally is like it's a mood enhancer oh, okay that's well that's kind of how a lot of antidepressants work work i mean they they regulate your serotonin and dopamine levels yeah huh huh so this is actually uh, yeah it sounds i mean actually yeah, i mean you i don't know how careful you have to be yeah it would be like i mean would, it's not gonna be like like antidepressant like a pill but i mean mm -hmm. it, it yeah you probably have to be careful of how often and yeah like I, you really don't want to mess with your dopamine levels too much you only no. have so much to go around yeah like if you're gonna do this you would Yet again, we are not doctors. <laughs> we only play one on podcast. Um, and in the spiritual world, my mm -hmm. name is Cola. It literally means medicine. <laughs> Look it up. Um, but if you're making a tincture, I would say to someone, well, depending on what I'm making a tincture for. Exactly, yeah. Um, but if you're going to add a little bit of tincture to a tea, I mean, again, it might be yeah. for, it's not an every, again, it's, it's not, not an everyday, everyday thing. thing. I guess that's like what I'm trying to say. Like, you wouldn't do it every day. You know, I'd be like, take, Whereas put this in your tea, like, every three days. Every, take them every, every day. day. Yeah. Um, it's not, but that's because it's been formulated. Like, a tea yeah. is a little bit more. It's like, and you're putting it in different loose. teas. Yeah. yeah. So. Like, if I'm like, no, add this to your, your tea. I'd say, like, every two days, every three days. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't do it every day. I would stick it every you know i feel like it would i mean i just the ingredients what it sounds like alone would be very relaxing kind of like yeah. the damiana um but yeah again even that you really shouldn't take every, every day, day no so. 
So pain relief, in addition to inducting in, to inducing focused euphoria. <laughs> it's coming. I know you ordered it. <laughs> in addition to in, um, inducing focused euphoria, nusafrine interactions with dopamine receptors have been shown to have anesthetic effects producing a numbing physical effect and the emotional capacity to experience trauma or pain without lasting traumatic or shocked effects. This is a this is significant as it means supplementation could address a variety of conditions like neuphoratic pain, inflammation related depression and fibromyalgia. And like rheumat rheumatology. Yeah, like rheumatoid arthritis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's what it sounds like it might so poultices of blue lotus leaf have also been used to alleviate pain to alleviate the pain of burns, hemorrhoids, and bleeding. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Put this on yeah. your hemorrhoid and lay down. I was gonna say. You gonna be all right? They gonna be like, listen, I don't know what you, I don't know what you did. Age. I don't nope. know what I ordered was. blue lotus I from Egypt. <laughs> blue lotus from my favorite. Tea maker. It's not and, chocolate uh, starfish. It's blue lotus. Blue <laughs> lotus. Kind of looks like that too. <laughs> yep. Oh. She said to put it on my ass and call her in the morning and trust me. How pretty is my asshole now? Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> Smells like a rose. Oh, no, sorry. Smells, Smells like, like a lotus. lotus. <laughs> oh dear. All right. So oh, emotional gosh. programming. So this herb's energetic medicine is that of moving. Of moving stagnant emotional energies, and it can be potent remedy for stuck feeling, depression, and anxiety. Like the mythology it inspired, Blue Lotus is a wonderful tool to renewal of all sorts. The alkaline bitter agent serving to move the detoxify or digestive and heart centered systems. The water lily family, um, nymph. Nymphasia is an ancient primitive family, so they carry information from time from time before the existence of Homo sapiens, hmm. reminding us of our essential nature. That I believe. I think this is why. I, okay, all right, I get you. Thank you. Since blue lotus induces theta brain waves, I got you. It can be helpful to use recorded affirmations or other programming tool while ingesting. So, what this means is when I make my tea and you guys are drinking it, you could be saying affirmations, listening to positive affirmations, meditating, and this will enable you guys to just come back to the, yeah. your inner self, the self that's always Well, you're there. imprinting it on a deeper wavelength mm -hmm. in your brain. So yes. it's kind of like people that learn while they're in that light sleep state, like people that listen to, uh, yeah, affirmations or tapes um, while yeah. they're about to fall asleep. It, you are still learning it, and all, not always mm -hmm. your conscious self remembers all the details, but your subconscious self yeah. does. Uh, it sounds like it's kind of putting you in that mm -hmm. suggestible state, yes. but if you use it in a positive way, yeah. Yeah. All right, so here are some of the contradictions. So, the herb is generally mild and harmless unless taken in a very large doses, which we just briefly talked yep. on about, <laughs> at which point it can lead to hot flashes, jittery feelings, and increased heart rate. When combined with pharmaceutical painkillers, blue lotus supplementation can cause nausea, dizziness, or disorientation. Children, pregnant people, and the elderly should not take 
large regular doses of this herb. So, you know, you heard what they said? Should not take large regular dosage. Did not say should not at all. So, it's something that they could have, but it's not something that should be regular, large dosages. And it's something that it's, you should mindfully be aware of what you're doing. So if you don't have to, don't do it. Yeah. If it ain't broken, don't fucking touch it. Um, as with any herbal supplement, consult an informed herbalist and primary healthcare practitioner before use. Please do so. We are learning. I'm actually on the path. This is something I want to do, learn how to be a herbalist, so, but please do that. If you find something you're interested, learn about it. So, the methods of um, ingesting, you can take it as a tea or elixir, you could smoke it, you can use the blue lotus oil, so infused oil makes a lovely pain reliever for massaging, okay, ointment, it smells beautiful, so, you know, then talks about where to buy blue lotus. So, <laughs> and that's it. <clears throat> Excellent. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I gotta. I gotta definitely find some nice pictures of blue lotus. And I wonder, since they they say it's not commonly found on the Nile anymore, I wonder if it's um, mm-hmm. harvested, you know, or you know, grown purposefully. Mm-hmm. It must be to try to save it. I think it's grown, but I think it's grown um, other places because if you look at the Nile now is so heavily trafficked. Yeah. Oh, that, you know what, and pollution, I didn't even think mm-hmm. about that. You're right, that would make a definite difference, but, yeah, you, you like your watery bitches. I do. You do. Like, you, yeah, you do. I know, right? I like, it's just another one that you've done that I'm like, yep, it's a nice little moist bitch that you it's like. a nice little watery <laughs> plant. That's why all my non-watery plants be like, stop watering us. I'm like, can you talk to me? Let me know when you need water, please. <laughs> stop watering us. I'm not a lotus. I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. Oh goodness. I swear to God. Like my water plants. Your your water plants in the aquarium are lovely. I, mean, I look think at them I things. may just get an aquarium just to grow yeah. plants. Well they have yeah. I've yeah seen no. them. I, I, I think it is still good to have a like couple little fishes in yeah, there. Yeah, I feel like it balances the Yeah, but not my goldfish. Because this motherfucker here. Well, that big ass one probably I know. poops a lot. I mean, if I had to guess. He does. We don't <laughs> like when we talk about him. He seems to be happy. Everybody's happy. I have They're the, so I, happy. I have the conversation all the time. I can't keep feeding you. You're going to grow too big for the tank. Stop. And then I get the mom. But I'm hungry. Mom, I'm hungry. But mom, I'm hungry. I'm going to eat my brother if Ooh. you don't feed me. <laughs> he's like, you're talking about Mary. Yeah, he's, he's actually like staring at us like, oh, wait. Did you say food? 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 Okay, we got to get a picture of him. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely got to share that because he is totally talking to us. Okay. Uh, All right. So my topic today, like I mentioned, is magic wands or Mm -hmm. wands in general. Um, And this is going to be a part one because I did not, again, realize how far back wands and rods and anything, uh, branches that were used for directing power go back to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did find a couple articles here, and I wish I'd saved where I got them again. It is nice to give shout-outs to people who write these lovely, lovely articles. Mm-hmm. But starting off, it says, Wands, staffs, and rods are special tools and used in certain magical rituals. Although certain traditions assign the wand and staff to either the element of air or fire, most practitioners use these tools as a general aid for their magic rituals. 
They're often made from fallen tree branches, and finding your branch should be thought as as a gift from nature. Yeah. If you're going to cut a branch to use a magic wand, always ask permission from the tree spirits to do mm-hmm. so. And that is actually it is really nice to do because it's kind of like, you know, Brian, again, who's not a witch, quote-unquote, will do the same thing. Mm-hmm. He'll just, in his way, be like, hey, buddy, I, li- I really like this branch. He'll just kind of talk to it and then <laughs> lop it off. And, mm-hmm. like, and I'll be like, thank you. Um, magic wands and wizard staffs help to concentrate and direct your own personal power. They are used to collect, store, and direct, and finally release energy from a certain point. Ancient healers would often use wand-like tools, such as a twig, a small branch, and to help them cast out evil spirits from the bodies of their patients. Hmm. The evil spirits were thought to be the cause of disease. This was before we knew what diseases were. But once the evil spirits were cast out, the healer could continue to heal their patients with a variety of herbal remedies. It does kind of remind me of when you had Reiki and she used her... Her, her, her angel wand. wand yeah. She used her angel wand to just kind of clear your energy, mm-hmm. and then, again, then you can begin healing. Which again, we love. We love when you mix those two practices together. Mm-hmm. Some practitioner practitioners may only use or own one wand or staff for conducting their magic, while others may have a collection of wands and staff, each type for a different magical ritual they perform. Mm-hmm. Although wood is traditionally used, wands and staffs may also be created from a variety of materials, including. Glass, clay, gemstones, metal, or bone. With the exception of the apotropic wand made from ivory, um, we're mostly going to talk about the wands made of wood. Wood. So <clears throat> those are the ones that Brian and I make. We make them out of wood. Like we mentioned, um, her Reiki uh, person used a, um, we, she called it an angel staff. I think it was a gemstone. Was it a? Um, it was like a. Selenite, um, maybe? It's an aura. What what was it? It wasn't selenite. It was so I know angel selenite aura wands are really really popular. She okay. had an angel aura tip, and then I I think it was yeah, a wooden base. Oh okay. So she used a different wand. Yeah, I think she said she normally would use a selenite wand, mm-hmm. which is really good for for clearing. For and clearing, but yeah, yeah. So we're gonna talk about wood, and in the part part two, I think I'm gonna talk about the different types of wood, the meaning, and you know behind mm-hmm. them. So, according to folklorists and authors Ernst and Johanna Leher, one of the uh, authors of the article, the use of magic wands can be traced back to the Bible. In the Dark and Middle Ages, when the professional sorcerers usurped every bit of mythological belief and religious legend of miracles for their own use, they chose the Rod of Aaron as a symbol of the magician's efficacy. The rod became the magic wand for magicians of all times and all people. Mm-hmm. So it's in the Bible. <laughs> Whether or not Moses' staff was the same one used by Aaron is up for theological debate, but both are ascribed with miraculous powers. Yeah. Moses used his staff to part the Red Sea, and another time he used it to bring forth water from a rock. Aaron's rod turns into a serpent when cast down and devours the power of all the other serpent slash rods cast down around it. The powerful rod was also responsible for initiating the plagues of Egypt and is supposedly kept safe in front or inside yeah. of the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. So I, when started researching this, did not even think yeah. about Moses' rod. Moses' rod. And like every picture when he's holding it above the Red Sea, he had... Always has and a... stupidly as a child, I was like, he has a walking stick. No, <laughs> but he was a magician. He was a powerful magician. Oh my gosh, Cola. If I could share what she's doing. She's got a rod in her hand. And power position of a woman. I love it. See, um, that's how his position was. No, it was. No, and, and, and what the? I think fucking force of the universe. Didn't people him? have to hold his arms up for a while for when his arms. Oh, it's Bible stuff. He did something with his rod, 
I don't know if it was the water, but like after a while he got weary and people had to keep holding his arms up and as long as his arms were up, I think the as water was open. As long as his arms yeah, were which up, is just like, the water was yeah. open and the people went through before Because it was like a million Moses. of them. There was like a lot of them. It wasn't just like a couple people walking through Right, water. people are like, it's only a couple. Not that I actually believe any of this, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying there are magic wands in the Bible by with the funny. good people, with the with not just bad people. Like, so they had a staff and their rod and, uh, anywho, no more Bible talk. So, uh, <laughs> the Bible is nothing but a book. It's a big it's magic the, book. It's how the people who try to brainwash you use it. That pisses you off. <sighs> anywho, but yeah, I remember the Bible story where they had to put the big copper serpent, uh, staff rod thing. Because they were getting bit by... Anyway, that's another Bible story. But back to... Uh, we'll go to ancient Greece. I always like... That's my that's my safety zone. The concept of... Ma- yeah, yeah, just let's go back to Hecate. I just... Okay, never mind the Bible. Uh, the concept of magic wands was used by the ancient Greek writer Homer. And actually, that's one of the first uh, literary uh, things about wands, in particular wands, the word wand. Mm-hmm. In his epic poems, the Iliad and the Odyssey, mm-hmm. in all cases, Homer used the word rabdos, which means rod, that implies something that is thicker than the modern conception of wands. In those books, Homer wrote that magic wands were used by three different gods, namely Hermes, mm-hmm. Athena, and Circe. Mm-hmm. In the Iliad, Homer wrote that Hermes generally used his magic wand, Caduceus, I think I'm saying that right, the Caduceus. The Hermes, right? Yeah, Hermes. To make people sleep and wake up. In the Odyssey, Homer wrote that Athena used her magic wand to make Odysseus old, then young again, and that Circe used her magic wand to turn Odysseus's men into pigs. Great story. We'll have to definitely share Circe's story with Odysseus one day because it's, it's hilarious. I do love Circe. Uh, <laughs> by the first century AD, the wand was a common symbol of magic in Roman cults, especially Mithraism. In the 3rd and 4th centuries, there are frequent depictions on sarcophagi Mm -hmm. of Jesus Christ using a magic wand to perform miracles, such as raising the raising of Lazarus and feeding the multitude, that fish and bread story. Mm -hmm. Uh, So again, but the Romans did... I will say this, though. The Romans took whatever they wanted out of any religion and just kind of made it their own. Yes. So I, who knows? Council of Nicaea. Yeah, they were just <laughs> like, we're going to take over your entire community, and then we like that one. We like that one, but not that one, so we're going to yeah. use that holiday. We're going to use this, this, <laughs> and this. The rest is <laughs> those day. I know, the rest of you are going to die. Uh, <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. Wands are used in the hermetic order of the Golden Thaw- Golden Dawn, wow, and Wicca, and by, of course, independent practice- practitioners of magic. The wands, so this is kind of like where the bad seeds of the, of the idea of the wand came from. Wands were induced, introduced into the occult via the 1200s Latin grimoire, the oath-bound book of Honoris. The wand idea from that book, along with various other ideas from that grimoire, were later incorporated into the 1500s grimoire, the Key of Solomon. The Key of Solomon is going to have to be a topic on its own, because if you don't know what mm-hmm. it is, it'll be a topic. It might even be my next one. Um, the Key of Solomon became popular among occultists for hundreds of years. In 1888, there was the publication of the English translation of the Key of Solomon by Samuel Mathers, one of the co-founders of the Hermetic Order of the Dawn, which made the text of the Key of Solomon available to the Anglophone world. That 1888 English version inspired the creator of Wicca, Gerald Gardner, to incorporate the wand and various other ritual objects into Wicca, including the chalice, uh, the knife, I can't think of, I'm, I'm blanking on what it's called, but a few of their tools. 
uh, <clears throat> and I love this, uh, a few of the ritual objects, and especially their lotus wand. Oh, oh, oh look at that. Look at that. <laughs> the ceremonial magic of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn uses several different types of wands for different purposes, the most prominent of which are the fire wand and the lotus wand. In Wicca, wands are traditionally used to summon and control angels and genies and spirits, but have later come to also be used for general spell casting. I know a lot of a lot of people, whether it's Wicca or not, use them with like um, smoke magic to direct smoke. You know, the, mm -hmm. put it through the anyway. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. The ceremonial magic of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn uses several different type of wands for different purposes. The most prominent of which are the fire wand and the lotus wand. In Wicca, wands are traditionally used to summon and control angels, genies, and spirits, but have later come to also be used for general spell casting. Mm -hmm. Wands serve a similar purpose to a thames. I think I'm, now that was the word I was trying to think of, the, the sword, the knife, the, <laughs> that they a use thame? on their, is it a, I thought it was a, a thame, just thame. I thought it was a thame, but it's A-T-H-A-M-E-S. Thame. Ritual dagger. Though the two objects have their distinct uses, and a theme is used to command, whereas a wand is seen more as a gentle tool used to invite or encourage. So I think I mentioned, yeah, they, um, and me too, I mean, we'll use it to kind of direct the smoke of mm -hmm. a candle, the smoke of an incense, the smoke of a spell. Mm -hmm. um, it is considered, it can be considered more gentle. I know, yeah, the, I don't have a ritual dagger. Brian actually gave me one. It's very, very sweet. Um, haven't had a reason to, to use it yet. So but it funny. is nice that. So funny. I know. Oh, the like, non, I know. The non, which is like, yeah, you should use this for your. And he did. He put it right, like, on my altar and was like, yeah, hmm. this, like, it look, like, it looks right. Just like, yeah. I just, hmm. I just have to, yeah. I Things just, that make it go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so wands are traditionally made of wood. Practitioners usually prune a branch from an oak, hazel, or other tree. Uh, they could even buy wood from the hard store if they want to carve or whittle it. You can add decorations, personalize it, and if, you can, of course, buy the ready-made ready -made wands. So while Brian and I do that make wands... That Lena sells! <laughs> that we sell. Um, I, do love, I do love making them, and I, I, I love... And the, the people who have bought our wands mm -hmm. have got given such good feedback because there's so much love an intention given into a wand you're, you make. Yes. I mean, Brian chooses the wood. He he or I, actually, we, we, we whittle it, we smooth it, we sand it. I mean, he mm -hmm. puts careful thought into if it's stained, if it's not, um, and then I'll go ahead and anoint it and pick the crystals that may go in it. Um, and each one has such distinct meaning mm -hmm. that it's funny because I think the first time we sold one, it was kind of like, okay, well, goodbye then. <laughs> Enjoy your journey, and yeah. it's like a piece of art that you that you're now giving to someone. It's like you better take good care of them, you know. Yeah. So, uh, for us at least, there's just yeah. a lot of. I mean, ready-made wands are great, uh, but it's but, nice mm -hmm. when it's just super personalized. They, I mean, so they yeah. gifted me one, and they're like, "Hey, you can pick one." And I was like, "I already know which one I want. The one that looks steampunk." Oh, and yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. know why. Every time I look at it, it's steampunk. I do like that one. And it has that cool notch on, in it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it stays on my altar. I use it when I make my my um, altar oils, anointment oils, mm -hmm. like my just oils and stuff. But it stays on my altar. Like you see me, I dance with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when I yeah, whenever I do sell one, it always comes with anointing oil. Yeah. Um, and a, a clearing stone. I haven't anointed it in a while, but I'm making black purple oil right now. So nice. I know. I still have to make. Um, I want to make that dragon's blood oil. Oil. I just have to. I, soon, right? Mm -hmm. We discussed this soon. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it says in Wicca, uh, the wand usually represents the element air or sometimes fire. Um, although contemporary wand makers also create them for earth and water. So really it's whatever you use it for. I mean, you could use a wand for like pop magic, like we discussed, when mm -hmm. you're going to stir something. Instead of using a spoon, you could actually could use, use a wooden a wand. wand. I mean, I wouldn't mm -hmm. want to damage it to do that. So it really can be used for a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, a very, it's a very personal tool. Um, it is. So, I mean, you, they're really, I won't say there's no wrong way to use it. Don't hit somebody with it. That's not nice. No. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's versatile and it's kind of like however you bond with it uh, is, is how it's going to work best for you, which I think is why, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I usually am drawn to one wand, but I mean, I, I have a few because you just never know. It's like everything else. When, whatever tool you feel, whatever herb you're feeling plain towards you. Which ones are yours? I didn't never know which ones was is yours. Mine is actually thing. very, very plain. It's yeah. uh, I'll show it to you. It's just actually I think it's packed. Damn it. Um, but it's just plain. I didn't I didn't do anything didn't to. Nope. Is that that really skinny one that yep. is whittled? Yeah. Yep. I know which one it is. Yeah. Yep. I've kept it very, very simple. Um, I can't. It's kind of like a tattoo. Um, I love decorating them and I love anointing them for people or personalizing them. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was really fun. But um, for me, I, it's it's just still a blank slate. I, I yeah. and I don't want to do it wrong. I Can I pick tell one. you something? The other half of the applewood my um, that Brian has, I need to attach that cluster to, the, to it. Oh, ooh, wait, which one? The big one? Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. That's a big. That's a big cluster. Mm -hmm. So, um, and again, this is. Again, this is just part one, but this is about creating creating the magic wands. So making your own wand and staff, or any magical tool for that matter, will give you a greater understanding of that tool while attuning yourself to your own natural powers and abilities. Mm -hmm. So as much as I would love you to buy my wands, I mean, if you can take the time to make one yourself, you're, you're bonded in a whole different way. I mean, it, it's mm -hmm. hard to explain unless you do it. Yeah. Naturally fallen branches and tree limbs can be used to create your own magic wand or staff yeah. Take a walk in the woods, especially after the storm. Look for fallen tree branches or anything with dead limbs that can be cut to size. And usually mm -hmm. like 15 to 17 inches is really, really mm -hmm. kind of holds nice in your hand, I think. Uh, and, say, and don't forget to say thank you. Oh, yeah, always. Especially if they're on the floor. I still say thank you. I was I went for a walk <laughs> one day in the pine bush and like on my like way back, I literally saw one on the floor and I was gonna walk by it and I was like Calls told to you. no don't pass me and I stopped and looked at it picked it up and I said thank you yeah that is a uh, that is I mean you kind of just it's like I think it's like everything else and you know me too like if I feel something or something calls like oh you're mm -hmm. coming home with me I don't know mm -hmm. why we'll find out later but you're yeah. coming home with me um, the tree spirits sometimes called divas they could become resentful if you cut down a living branch without asking. Mm -hmm. If you must cut down a branch from a living tree, make sure the, the tree is growing A on your property or someone that you have permission from. We do mm -hmm. love the pine bush for that. But then visit the tree and meditate on how you're going to shape the limb or wand or staff for your magical work. And of course, always thank them for their gift. Mm -hmm. A variety of decorations can be incorporated into your wands to imbue them with extra magical energy. Copper wire is often wrapped around the band as is colas. Mm -hmm. The metal is an excellent conductor of energy. Uh, decorative items uh, such as beads, buttons, gemstones, silver wire, um, these can all be used. Uh, silver represents, represents the goddess energy while gold can represent the god energy, kind of that male energy. So mm -hmm. it really depends on, and I'm, the ones I have I do tend to sell as male or female. Mm -hmm. Not to sell to a male or female, but that the ones themselves male have or male female. or female energy. 
Um, a sp it's so funny I didn't know that, and that one has the silver skull on it. Yeah, no, that was a male one. You 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 bought a male. Yeah. Sorry, you have a you have a boy. It's a boy. A special mm -hmm. stone or crystal can be added to one or both ends of the wand if desired, and embellishing the top of the wand with a crystal is thought to represent male or god energy. Can't imagine why. Uh, embellishing the bottom of the wand by carving a hole or cutting a slit is <laughs> thought to represent female or goddess energy. Um, so I do like to have, some of the wands have the a crystal inlaid at like the base mm -hmm. where your thumb would be. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because Brian, and to me those feel male. I don't know why, but mm -hmm. Brian agrees. Like when he's holding it to feel the weight, he's, you know, it's like, oh, my thumb lands right on that crystal. And he feels like mm -hmm. that's the power the power is directed. Whereas when I tend to hold the wands and it, the crystal has been inlaid at the tip, I feel that the, that it's funny. It's kind of opposite of what they're saying. Tip but where, like, so the... um, so I have one that at the tip. So there, there's a tip, and then like say half an inch down, mm -hmm. we've like carved out so that we can inlay. Here I'll show you. We can inlay a say a stone right here. Ah, that feels more okay. female to you. That. That's just so. This is this is a this is a Brian. This is yeah. a male one. See, he likes it to be right on his thumb. Yeah. So that when you're holding the wand, your finger is on the crystal. Mm -hmm. And the ones I've done a few times, I've I've inlaid it just like my walking staff. It's mm -hmm. like it's that big crystal's inlaid at the top. I and I, there's no reason why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I couldn't tell you why, other than that's what it felt right to me. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess it really is. So that's how I determine my male and female rods. Um, so just to go over like what we're going to talk about in the future, there's staffs, there's that caduceus of, of Hermes, which has a big history, there's dousing rods, mm -hmm. um, stangs, which I have that big stang in my bedroom, I yeah. can't wait to use. Um, so next week I'm going to talk about the different types of... I mean, oh, wait, there's... the stang is the big one that looks like a... A big Y, y. on my wall. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a stang, I know those have, so yeah, those are, those are, so it's that thing, it's just, there's too much to talk about in, in one sitting because yeah. I mean those are different types of magical properties of the wood that we use and um, but we're gonna talk about the different kinds of wood and what they could mean um, because you're, you know again your wand has a whole personality and spirit of its mm -hmm. own um, and so if you are gonna make one and you know one of these woods is more drawn to you than another that that would be why mm -hmm. so I think I'm going to talk about that next week um, but as a total plug, of course, to myself, you can always go ahead and check us out on Etsy. Um, I am I am the Green Witch on Etsy. Mm -hmm. uh, we do make spell candles, spell kits, we sell mm -hmm. spells, uh, and of course the wands and crystals and crystal inlaid jewelry. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy that and definitely check us out. I'll post some stuff on Insta. Yeah. We'll post Cola's wand. I'll post my wizard's power wand, and yeah. of course some blue lotus. Yes. I'm trying to talk her guys into posting some of these on the Coven of Dust so that you know you guys well, yeah, have a I just, link to it. To I just her to be distracted. It's fine. It's fine. I know. It's, fine. it's good. It's good. It's time for a reading. <laughs> it's it time is. for a reading. It is. But Lena, as Lena, always, Lena. <laughs> Lena. Okay. <laughs> but first. We're going to just thank you guys again for joining us before the reading and remind you that you can find us on Insta uh, at the Coven of Two. Do you need more space? And you want to come over here? I, no, I'll just make it work. I will. Um, you can find us, on, of course, on Facebook now. We have the Coven of Two. And then personally, Cola is the Kinky Witch Tease. Mm -hmm. And I am the Green Witch Tarot mm -hmm. on Instagram. So please 
find us, DM us. Don't be creepy. Eh, be creepy. I don't care. Be actually, creepy. We be can super handle creepy. it. I can actually be super. Whoever's the creepiest wins. I don't know what you're going to win yet, but let's see. Let's see what we let's see. You're going to win a block. Because <laughs> we will exercise that block, a block, a block, a block, a block, a button. You weird. <laughs> exercise a block. No, no. They're super creepy. I really do. I want to see. I want to see what would creep me out because there's not much that would creep me out. Oh no, I'm saying they'll creep you out, and then you're gonna <laughs> want a block, a block, a block, a block, oh, a block. Oh gosh. <laughs> All right. So what are we reading for this week? What are we gonna talk about? What are the cards thinking? What do pe- what do people need to know? I don't know. It's a good week. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, it's weird. I keep keep thinking that people are just still unsure about the, the world situation. I know that seems way deep. I didn't mean to go there. But like if people have questions, it's kind of like, is this really, like, are we, are we doing the right things when it comes to, I don't know if it's COVID or if it's just, oops, a couple jumpers. But let's see what this week's reading is going to bring about. So I think I'm going to do it very similar to my daily read, and I'm going to look at uh, ourselves, our environment, and those around us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ourselves. I'm pulling the Magician, the Star, and the Death card. Uh, three major arcana cards right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Oh my. All right. Our mm-hmm. environment around us mm-hmm. five of wands, justice, mm-hmm. and judgment. Ah, <laughs> uh, and others around us seven of pentacles, mm-hmm. page of wands, and the king of swords. Mm-hmm. Wow. No major arcana cards. Ah, uh, so. Personally, with the tarot, mathematically, to pull so many major arcana cards in one reading that doesn't have tons of cards in it is very unusual. Um, So this five five of nine nine cards were the major arcana cards, which we which I call the shut up and listen cards. Mm -hmm. So these are all your and I did not. They kind of are, and it's funny because I. I had no intention of going deep with this reading. I, I like to do a nice light reading every week, but as I was concentrating on the cards, I, I said I feel like people are in this. Uh, I say I'm in limbo because of where I'm where I'm in life, but I think people are still kind of like mm-hmm. uh, waiting to start. Like there is some a lot of restart around here, a lot of reopenings, mm-hmm. but I think people are are. I think they're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. They're being a lot more thoughtful about their actions. So. Us ourselves, as people, or you, uh, the magician is the first card. The magician holds the power of all uh, of all of the different elements of the tarot. He has the cups, the wand, the sword, and the pentacle perfectly balanced in his hands. And then next to him is the star card, which is a card of hope. And of course, lastly, I pulled the death card, which is a card of change. It's almost too much to read. I think we've had so much great, deep and dark change. And we've all been trying to keep control 
of ourselves. I mean, just that's the only power you have is to balance all those elements, your energy, your emotions, your thoughts, and your environment. Like a magician, we've been just balancing it with all the change around us. But the star card in between is telling me there's hope. There's hope. It is not a bad read for us ourselves. I think we have hope for each other and our future. And the way she is balancing what's in her hands shows me that people are going to overall start to notice. And while things are going to reopen and go back to quasi-normal, it's not, I have the hope that people are going to be more thoughtful, I think, in the future. Mm -hmm. Just, they're going to stop more. And I'm not saying everybody is always going to be dumb people. But no. I feel like overall for this read, it's like, you know, people... It's like a change is mandated. Yeah, everything's, I feel like everything's opening up again for people, but they're not ridiculously just jumping back they're mm -hmm. doing it. I feel like people are going to do it in a whole with a whole new mindset. Mm -hmm. It's going to be. I think it's going to be a whole new generation of how we think now. Mm -hmm. uh, with our environment, it's the Five of Wands, justice and judgment. Mm -hmm. So the Five of Wands is basically just a card of discord, of argument, of just constant fighting back and forth. And if you can't say anything more about our environment than that, yeah. Um, However, justice and judgment are coming forth. Mm -hmm. There will be a balance. Um, and the justice the justice card generally generally means good. It's generally mm -hmm. a good card. It depends on how it, how it reads. But, I mean, there's going to be justice. The justice is between the judgment and the, the five. Mm -hmm. So for those who have caused so much discord, there will be judgment. Mm -hmm. um, and it will be... It'll, because the justice card is in the middle, it'll be for the for the right reasons, and mm -hmm. it'll be a good final result. It'll be good and correct. For so all. yeah, so our environment uh, overall, um, those who have mishandled things, mm -hmm. are definitely going to be judged, and I think it'll be bring justice for us, the a the average person overall. Mm -hmm. And then the people around you, um, this one's a little more vague for me. Uh, it's seven of pentacles. Page of Wands, and the King of Swords. Um, but again, the Seven of Pentacles is reminding us, uh, so this is uh, this is people around us. Um, it's a good card. It's a woman reaping uh, what she's worked hard for, but it is also kind of a reaping what you sow card. Mm -hmm. So it's just reminding us that while the Page of Wands uh, talks about new energy, <coughs> good news of new energy, um, mm -hmm. how you direct it will be what you reap. Mm -hmm. And generally that should be a good thing, but the King of Swords is reminding us. It's almost like he's reminding us he's watching. Mm -hmm. Like, y you need to remember that I'm watching what you're, what you're sowing. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get away if you reap things unwell. But the Page of Wands is in the middle. I mean, overall, this new mm -hmm. energy of people around us, again, I feel is a good positive thing. Mm -hmm. Um because she's mindful of what she's, she's mindful of what she's sown because she is, re in this card, she is reaping a good benefit. Mm -hmm. It's like you're not reaping from someone else's apple tree, you're reaping from your own. And you didn't sow the seeds of discord, you didn't sow ill-gotten gains, right? Because it's the king of swords is saying, listen, I'm truthful and just. Mm -hmm. I'm not like my queen. I don't cut you off immediately. I make sure I gather all the facts. 
and make final decisive decisions because <gasps> oh sorry that scared me oh, oh my gosh the door yes <laughs> um i was concentrating very hard obviously <laughs> and i feel like because this new change is mandated right i feel like this change going forward for everybody people are coming through a dark time yeah, and that's definitely what I'm feeling from the that first. That we're doing well yeah. for themselves, right? It's like everybody is changing. I'm no longer this kind of employee because I no longer want this kind of employer. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm no longer this kind of employer because I want these kinds of employees, right? And it's the conflict of the five of ones. Like, all right, well, like, what are we doing? How's it going to go? Like, it's that negotiating of the what's the new normal and i do i mean i feel like you know people like that this top i mean there's been such Mm -hmm. great major changes but yeah it's you know that page of wands like we're all being told okay it's time to we have good energy we're all going to do this we're going to do this together Mm -hmm. um you know we're going to be undivided um but i feel like you need I just, I just feel like the, the, the king and what you reap is so important. You know, I mean, you hear things about people being uninvited to gatherings if they're not vaccinated. You hear mm-hmm. these little things. And um, I, I'm not going to, sh- like, again, I'm not political on here. I'm not going to mm-hmm. share my specific opinion uh, about, you know, the vaccine or the virus or any, or any of that. But it's just kind of like when you start to hear about the judgments of other people and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's scary. Mm-hmm. It is scary for me. I mean, that is how, mm-hmm. not to go too crazy, but, like, it's yeah. how the Nazis started to divide the people. You know, mm-hmm. it's like if people started, you know, having a patch that said they had they got their vaccine as opposed to those who don't, and there's pride on both sides. And, like I said, I'm not getting involved in that. Mm-hmm. But that's what I feel like the, the people around us, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know what you believe, you know what you're mm-hmm. safe with, and that's kind of like... It's just using that judgment. Whoops, using that judgment right now. And, sorry, using your judgment not to judge others, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, wow, that was really heavy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of where the cards are taking me. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Um, and it's completely fine because we are, remember, we're going away from a past like that. And anyone who's too extreme will be judged and this is what it's saying weird it's death to that yes anyone who's too extreme yes will be judged so it doesn't matter which side of the fence you fall on if you are too extreme you will be judged why i feel like uh overall i feel like people are going to be so in general more thoughtful when i say thoughtful like thinking of thinking of not always themselves first yeah so like if you feel like you know you're not feeling so we, so we say we don't have to wear masks whatever but we've gotten so acquainted with them so used to them um mm-hmm. but like so if you're not feeling well if you have a cough just see if you have a cough mm-hmm. you'd wear a mask right you'd mm-hmm. be like if there's no there's no weirdness to it you know 10 years ago if someone was wearing a mask you'd, you'd think they were really sick there was something very wrong with them mm-hmm. but i feel like in the future if, you know, someone's like, I'm not feeling great, but I have to run to the store, you know, to grab some milk or whatever, mm-hmm. they'll put a mask on. Mm-hmm. And it's not for their benefit. It's to, it's like, mm-hmm. I have a little bug. I don't want to give it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like people, I feel like that's that hope, that star card, that people are going to start to be more balanced. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be those outliers that are, on both, like I said, on, on 
on sides, just sides in yeah. general. But uh, <coughs> I don't yeah. like a side. Yeah, sides are for losers. <laughs> I really don't. I don't yeah. like sides. Fences don't, like don't make good neighbors. No, no, no. Um, I mean, fences make great neighbors because I like my yard. I like <laughs> doing shit on my in my yard, and you not tell me what to do. But I'm a great neighbor. I like fences because I want. Like, hey, you want some sugar? Hell yeah! Pass it over the fence. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna take a picture of this reed. You guys can determine your own feelings on it. But damn it, it's kind of heavy. It's heavy. I wasn't feeling okay. heavy, but it's been, yeah, it's been a heavy, I guess it's been a heavy couple, a year, year and a half or so mm -hmm. for all of us. So thank you again for joining Kula and I on our spiritual journey. Uh, and we will plan on seeing you guys again. Check out our mini-sodes, of course. Please DM us. Give us hard critique, as we always ask. Um, and hopefully soon we'll also have some emails up, too. Yeah. Um, and get on more platforms. I think right now we are on Spotify. We're on, like, five or six. You hear her? She's like, we'll have emails up. I go, Lord, we'll she's, all, she's like, emails. Like, every, every, I don't know. Every week I feel like I add something right? new. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Someday we are going to have to make a living at this because I can't, yeah, we're going to have to. I, I need more time to do this. That's all. I know. Quitting our jobs, becoming full-time witches. All right, full -time guys. Full-time witch wives. <laughs> witch wives. All right, guys. Have a great week. I hope these cards really helped you guys and influenced you, and we'll have some pictures up for you shortly. Yes. Afira Zin. Bye.